Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about your Labor Day car buying guide. Hey guys, I'm so glad to be back podcasting with you after a little bit of a break. I've been perpetually sick this summer and nobody can quite figure out what's going on and it is getting a bit exhausting would be um, putting it mildly. mildly. Last week I spent the week laying in bed on complete bed rest which is a really foreign topic for me. Um, I don't really like bed rest. I don't really do uh, quote-unquote relaxation very well but I will say I caught up on a ton of movies and um, I think I've seen about just every show that's on TV at like 2 and 3 a.m. And what I can tell you is there isn't much on. So it was a really sad state of affairs for me. But 
I'm back. This is a new month. We're going to bring you lots of cool stuff in September. And then we have actually a new podcasting format that we're coming out with in October. So stay tuned. I can't wait to share. We're going to bring even more topics to you, more than just money, lots of cool lifestyle stuff. But it is September 1st when I'm recording this podcast, and that means that Labor Day is right around the corner. And I don't know about you, but I am so super excited for a long weekend. Hopefully, I feel good. And um, I hope you all have some amazing uh, plans for this Labor Day. I know we don't get another holiday until Thanksgiving, which seems like a really far, um, really long time actually to wait for another holiday, even though it's just a few months, which I know is completely ridiculous. But it feels like it's a real long way away. But let's talk about Labor Day, right? Uh, fall schedule, TV schedules getting back. Uh, we've got football, um, baseball's ending, uh, back to school time, barbecues. It's kind of the end, the last hurrah of summer, right? It's also one of the best and busiest times to buy a car, and there are lots of deals to be had. So I want to talk all about why you should think about buying a car this Labor Day. And then give you a lot of tips. I actually got a request from one of the listeners to talk about buying your first car. So I'm going to make sure that I go into lots of tips about how to buy your first car so you're not totally petrified or have a crazy panic attack when you go in to buy. Our friends at Wallet Hub, they released a survey just recently with some trends that might come in handy if you're buying a car. The first thing is interest rate, right? And interest rate definitely matters when you're buying a car. Um, they found in their trend that for new cars, interest rates are at their lowest point in the past three years. Lowest point, right? The average new car loan today is charging 17% less interest than the average used car loan. So that means new cars are more competitive. And a lot of times they are, but I'm going to tell you to kind of put that, that thought on hold because buying a new car may not be the best strategy for you. But definitely know that interest rates matter, right? And interest rates, again, are based on our credit score. So the better our credit score, um, the better interest rate traditionally. In their survey, they found, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars right now offering um, 0% interest rate for 36 months, which 0% is, you know, as close to 0% as you can get. So a huge fan of 0% loans. Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Subaru, Ford, Mini, and Cadillac. Those are all the manufacturers right now offering 0%. And the way this works, guys, is obviously 0% is going to apply to people with excellent credit. And WalletHub um, defined excellent credit as 720+. plus and fair credit as 620 to 659. So if you don't know your credit score, that is definitely one step that you need to make before you go out and buy your car because you just got to know, you know, what kind of interest rate is fair, right? And, and every dealer might offer you a different interest rate, interestingly enough. So you got to at least go in with kind of your tool of, of knowledge, right? You know what your credit score is. You know you should at least be getting the best interest rate, or, you know, maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Their survey found that buyers with fair credit will end up spending about six times more, six times more to buy a car, which is about 6671 bucks in additional interest payments over the life of a $20,000 five-year loan than consumers with excellent credit. All right. So, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. 
why would you want to spend an extra, you know, $6,600 in interest when you don't have to? Maybe you could work on your credit score over the next few months and maybe you don't buy a car right now at Labor Day, but maybe you ramp up your credit score and maybe then, you know, the first of the year, you've got a great credit score because think of all the things that you could do with $6,600, right? I mean, you could go on like that amazing vacation. You could probably pay off a student loan. Um, you could save the $6,600 and turn it into way more money investing. So there are lots of things that you can do. And, and that's all why it's so important just to do everything you can to get your credit score 720 plus. Now, if you're 720 plus, if you're 730, if you're 740, if you're 750, it's not going to matter. All you need to be is 720 plus. Get it? So don't stress out. Um, I mean, a lot of people who are just like totally panicked over like, oh my God, I, I can't get my credit score any higher. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So it's not a competition. Don't turn it into some crazy game. Just try and get it above 720. Uh, financing sources, they also found WalletHub in their study that consumers in the market for a new car should be begin their search for financing with the car manufacturer first. Interesting. Rates are actually 51% below average with the car manufacturers. Credit unions second, rates at 26% below average. Um, secondary options include national banks, but they're only about 1% below average and regional banks at 35% above average. That's super interesting. So all of those small regional banks are not your great, your best source for car buying loans. Just something for you to know. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that car manufacturers are actually offering the lowest uh, rates, financing rates, but you know, it makes sense because they're trying to be really, really super competitive. And, you know, they really want to compete with all these banks out there. And so, you know, I guess when I think about it that way, it does make sense. I'm a huge fan of credit unions. If you belong to a credit union, or if you have access to a credit union, that's a great place to shop for your car loan. They're usually very, 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 very competitive. Um, and I've even seen them, you know, price match. So, if you go to the dealership to shop for your car and they're offering you one interest rate and you call the credit union, the, the credit union if I could get that word out, <laughs> um, I've even seen them meet, if not beat, whatever the car manufacturer is offering. So that's just another um, little thing for you to keep in the back of your head. Basically, bottom line, Labor Day, one of the best times to go out shopping for the car, especially right now because interest rates are so low. And I don't anticipate they're going to stay this low. I really think we're going to have at least one, um, some experts are saying two interest rate hikes before the end of the year. Before the end of the year. We don't even have that many months left in the end of the year. But traditionally, when we're talking about election years, um, things get really crazy. So if you're thinking about buying a car, not only is this the best time for interest rates, but it's also the best time for deals. And you just may be able to save yourself a ton of money by going shopping. Maybe you um, put your cover up over your bathing suit and, um, you know, go out, do a little shopping, and then you come back to the barbecue. All right, so what should you know before you shop for your first car? And a lot of these tips are maybe reminders if you've already bought a car uh, because they work kind of universally for everyone. 
of course, I've already said this, know your credit score. If you've not pulled a a credit report this year, this is a good time to do it. You can use apps. um, Two of my favorites, Credit Karma, Credit Sesame. They're free apps to use. You get your credit report and your credit score right on your phone. So you can actually take that with you when you're out shopping and go, no, 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 look, look, look. I pulled my credit. This is my credit score. I need the best interest rate, right? That's kind of your, the proof is in the pudding, right? That is your pudding. So um, use those resources. They are so awesome, like to have that at your fingertips. Um, What I love about the Credit Karma app is that it shows you like if you do different things, you know, how you can increase your credit score. So it almost becomes like a game, right? Well, if I do this or tweak this or whatever. Um, And so it's super powerful to have that at your fingertips and have kind of constant credit monitoring for free, for free. It's incredible. Okay, second is know how much you can afford. This is where your ninja budgeting skills that you guys all know come into play. What I want you to do is add a car payment into your budget beforehand. Do this for like a month ahead of time. Unless you're going shopping now, then obviously you don't have a month. You have a couple of days. Um, But still add your car payment into your budget and just see what happens. Like see even how that makes you feel. Like if it's going to be $300 a month or $400 a month or whatever it is, factor that in and then go, okay, like, is that too much for me to handle? Do I need to make tweaks? Or maybe that's just too big of a payment. Maybe I need to, you know, look at a different car. It's kind of the same thing as, you know, when you go to buy a house. Um, I talk a lot about getting pre-approved first, right? So you go to a mortgage broker, they tell you how much you can afford, and then you go out shopping. But if you do it in reverse, you go shopping first, what's going to happen, right? You're going to fall in love with like that amazing house with the picket fence and like the incredible backyard and the barbie built-in barbecue and jacuzzi. Of course, you're going to want that house, right? But you can't afford that house. <laughs> so there's like a serious dilemma. Um, so the same thing with car buying. Okay, maybe not so extreme, but Usually you're going to like try to talk yourself into a little bit nicer car, maybe a little bit stretch with the, with the payment. You're like, well, all right. Um, you know, okay. So I don't have to go to the gym and you know, maybe I only go to the grocery once a week. Like you're going to start coming up with ways that you can afford it. And the tricky part is that you're probably not going to make those adjustments and you're just going to end up having this massive payment. So try as best as you can to figure out what you can afford ahead of time. You're also going to need to think about down payment. Now, here's what you need to know. Basically, for about every $1,000 you put down, your payment's going to lower roughly about $20 a month, somewhere in that neck of the woods, all right? If you don't have a savings account or if your savings account is super slim, I don't really want you to empty that to put it as a down payment for your car, right? Cars lose value right away. As soon as you drive that car off the lot, it's going to lose value. If it's a new car, it's going to lose 20, 30%. Depends on the car, but it's going to lose value, right? Basically, if you drove it back on the car lot and tried to resell it to them, you wouldn't get as much as you just paid. It's really sad. It's totally depressing. It's why cars are really just kind of a piece of metal. They get you from here to there. Um, and they're, they're not really an asset. They are, but they aren't 
really, because usually by the time you end up paying the car off, <laughs> right, it's not worth anything. So you go to trade it in and they're like, I'll give you $1,000 for the car. You're like, $1,000? I just spent five years paying this thing off, right? So the point is they're just not worth a ton of money. Anyway, so if you have decent savings, right, and you want to put some money down to lower the payment, that's totally cool. But just make sure it's not putting yourself in a pinch that if you ran up against some sort of emergency, you lost your job or your car broke down or whatever it may be that you weren't, you know, having to go to your credit cards um, to, to make that work, right? So just think about it that way. Remember, every $1,000 you put down, it's going to lower your payment by about $20 a month. That's not a ton of money if you actually think about it, right? So maybe you want to hold on to some of your money and just make a few like shifts in your budget elsewhere. Like maybe um, instead of going to like your favorite pizza place, maybe you go get the, you know, $7.99 carryout special at Domino's, which is now every day a week. And I am so excited about it because it used to be only Monday through Thursday. And that was never when I craved pizza. I only craved it on the weekends. And okay, I digress. <laughs> um, all right. Another tip. Kelly Blue Book is your friend. You may have heard about this resource. It is all online. You can actually search how much a car is worth and um, how much you should pay for the car and have some negotiating power when you go into uh, buy a car. If you're selling a car, if you have a car that you're trading in, you could also look up kind of the range of what you might get for that car. Now, I want to warn you, if you're trading in a car, you're not going to get very much money. This is this is just the way it works. So you can look it up on Kelly Blue Book. Think you're going to get like $10,000. You go in and they're like, all right, I'll give you two or $3,000. It's just, this is just the way car buying goes. So just kind of know that ahead of time. If you sell the car outside of the dealership, like a friend buys it or you sell it on Craigslist, you're going to usually get a much higher value than if you trade it in um, at the car dealership. It's just the car dealership's easy, right? You're there, just look at my car, how much will you give me? It's easy. So that's why most people do it. Um, also, no, look, if you go to two different, I'm just picking this out of the hat, but like, let's say you go to two different Toyota dealerships, you're probably going to get two different payments and you can use this as negotiation power, right? Remember what I've taught you about like pinning two things against each other? This works great in car buying. So you always want to get at least two quotes because you're going to get a real sense of like which dealership is going to be more competitive with you. And that's the dealership you, um, you go back to. So I just actually had a friend who bought a, um, a Lexus that was like a year old, found the same identical car at another Lexus dealership and was comparing payments. Well, it ended up that one Lexus dealership just said, you know what, we're going to beat any price that you get out there. So they did. They beat the price. Uh, my friend ended up saving an extra $40 a month. Plus, they got maintenance thrown in and rental car coverage. So, um, you know, you can really use this to negotiation power. But if you only go to one place, you have nothing to negotiate with, really, right? There's nothing to compare. And Car dealers know this, like the salespeople know this, and they can tell whether you're bluffing or whether you're not. Um, and also, don't feel like you have to buy the car right when you're there. 
you can go in, you can, especially like if you're going over Labor Day weekend, right? Like go in on Saturday or something like that. Shop around, right? Let them compete for your dollars and then wait like 24 hours. Then go back or then call them back up and say, you know what? Is this the best deal you can give me? So don't be afraid to walk away. You're in the driver's seat. Don't get bullied. Know what you want. Um, and, and don't be afraid to, you know, be open about it, right? Um, it's always best to start out with what is your max payment? What can you afford each month, right? And I always go in when I buy a car and I'm like, okay, look, this is how much I can afford each month. So I want this car and it needs to fit in this payment and here's what I want on it. And I let them go to work. And sometimes I give them something, you know, a little unreasonable. Like I know maybe they're not going to be able to fit it all in under that payment, but I'm going to kind of let them sweat it out to try and make it work. Now, I'm not going to go in and like try and negotiate for a BMW X5 and say, you know, I want a $300 a month payment, <laughs> right? You got to be reasonable. That's not going to work. But, um, you know, giving them maybe a slightly lower payment, I think is super helpful. And you can negotiate virtually everything. I know that negotiation is really scary, especially if you're a female. I don't know what it is about us females. Like we're really good at negotiating certain things, but when it comes to like car buying and things like that, it's like, I don't know, are you probably like breaking out into a sweat right now listening to the podcast? Um, so I know how you feel when you go in there. I know the first time I went in and negotiated, I was a little, um, I was a little nervous, but I just kind of, um, I just kind of channeled, you know, everything that, that I've, that I've seen on TV and, and read about without being a complete jerk. And, um, you know, I really knew how much the car cost. Um, you need to know what's included. Um, you know, are you getting maintenance packages? Do you get rental cars? Are there add-ons? Like what is included in the cost of the car? All of those things are negotiated, negotiable. Sorry about that. Negotiable. All those things are negotiable. I get really excited when I'm talking about negotiation, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, so it's not just the price on the sticker. It's every single thing included. So you can use that to your advantage and figure out like what is most important to you and negotiate for those things. Maybe there's like a package that you really want included, but you know, if you got that package included, it would like really bump up your payment. So maybe you can negotiate that a little bit lower. Um, if you find a good salesperson, kind of a no-nonsense person that's super helpful, um, they're going to work with you on these things. And don't like, don't be afraid to fire your salesperson. If you're like, you know what, this guy or girl <laughs> is um, being a pain in the butt, fire them. Find somebody else. There's nothing wrong with it. They work on commission. And so their job is to sell you the car, right? Your job is that you want to buy the car at the lowest price possible. Um, so you're kind of working together. You need actually a teammate to help you get this done. Um, and also, I know this is tough, but when you buy your first car, right, you don't need the most like souped up a package. Be realistic with what you need. I have a sunroof on my car that I swore up and down I absolutely had to use or I had to have. Uh, I never used the thing, right? I paid for it 
and I never open the sunroof. And sometimes I forget it's even there. So just make sure you're not paying for silly things that you're never going to use. Like if you always use the Waze app to, um, you know, for navigation, right? Don't spend two or $3,000 to get navigation on your car. It's not worth it. Now, if you hate using an app for, um, you know, your GPS and things like that, then obviously it makes sense to have it on the car. Uh, but just figure out like before you go in and you start looking at like at all the shiny new things and, and like, you know, getting, um, intoxicated by the new car smell that you figure out what you actually want need in the car, right? Cause sometimes want is very different than need. Um, find a car that's going to last you a long time. Like my marker is always like, will this car last a hundred thousand miles if I needed it to? And without that many repairs, of course things happen and there are cars that are lemons. I mean, sometimes you'll get a good brand and you'll get a car that just like, it seems to break down all the time, but you can do your research ahead of time and like really figure out what car brands, you know, are, are known for lasting a long time. I know Subarus now are super popular and those things seem to go forever without needing a lot of maintenance. Uh, Toyotas kind of do the same thing. So you want to just make sure if you're buying the car that the thing's going to last you quite a long time, much longer than your actually payment is going to last you. Um, and, and again, do your homework online before you go shopping. There's some awesome calculators. Um, there's a site called bankrate.com and they've got some great auto loan calculators to help you really figure out, you know, what you can afford. We're talking about payment. 48 month financing payment is pretty much the standard term for a payment plan. So that's four years. If you have to go up to five years, that's okay, but try not to go more than five years. Really, if you're having to stretch the payment out to six years, that payment's too much for you. You need to find a car where you can squeeze the payment in, have it paid off in 48 months. I always say, look, if you can have it paid off in three years, that's the best scenario possible. So look at the payment for you know four years and go, okay, well, what if I was able to increase my payment a little bit? You know, Could I pay this off in three years if possible? Um, some dealers, again, either offer a low APR, like the 0%, um, and APR stands for annual percentage rate, or they'll offer you like a nice rebate, right? Like, I don't know, $2,000 back or whatever it may be. So look, here's a trick. Here's a really cool trick. If you shop for the loan elsewhere, like at a credit union and you get a really good rate, you can come in with that offer and still get the rebate at the dealership. So it's like double dipping. So shop rates in your area, again, on bankrate.com, they have a great um, a part of their site where you can actually shop car rates in your area and find out, you know, what, what's going to give you the best rate. But if you get your financing elsewhere and you get a really low rate, then you can come in, you can also get the rebate check. So you get both things. I mean, I can't think of a better day <laughs> than getting two like money bonuses all in the same day. So that's something to keep in mind. You always want to test drive the car. This is the fun part. I love this part of test driving. I know a lot of times people get like super nervous because there is, you know, some stranger salesperson like sitting beside you in the car, but it is good to test drive the car. If you can take it on the freeway, um, anything that you can do to really kind of, you know, try it in slow traffic and fast traffic, it's going to give you a feel for the car. Like don't just blindly buy the car. 
you need to sit in it. You need to like see, like, is this your car? Like, you know, can you give it a name? Is it, does it feel like it wants to become part of your family? I'm, I'm serious here. Um, you know, you, this is like something you're going to spend, like, look, if you live in a big city, like I do, like Los Angeles, you're going to spend like half of your life in this thing. You want to at least feel comfortable in the car. And before you sign anything, before you put your name on any dotted line, make sure you really understand the terms of the loan, the APR, and how much your monthly payment is going to be all in, all in, right? So you want to know the final number down to the penny, what are you going to have to pay each month? Now, there are a lot of salespeople that do a bait and switch. They'll tell you, oh yeah, we can totally fit your payment under this amount, And then when they put the paperwork in front of you and have you sign, if you don't look carefully, you'll see there's lots of extra things added in. And suddenly your $300 payment has turned into like a $375 payment. So that right there is for you to go, whoa, I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I know that I'm not supposed to sign this and let them go back and figure it out again. I can't tell you how many times that happens and they try to get away with it. So when you go in to buy your car, don't say things like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm buying a car. Try to avoid that. (laughs) Try to just be calm, cool, collected, right? Pretend like I'm right there with you, like cheering you on. Because you can totally do this, but don't really let them know this is your first time doing this, right? Um, they can sense it normally, but you just don't want any like, you know, shenanigans going on. And then after you buy the car, of course, you're going to need insurance to cover the car. If you already have car insurance, you can ask for a quote from whatever carrier you have. But I always say when you're buying a new car, try to get at least two quotes. So ask friends and family who they use, you know, what their payments are. There's, you know, AAA, State Farm, Farmers insurance, um, you can go online to eSurance.com and actually um, shop a lot of different car insurance rates as well. So you want to make sure that you get all of that, um, all of that taken care of like relatively fast after you buy the car. And you can actually shop for your rate before you buy the car. And I really suggest that if it's your first time buying a car, call up a couple different car insurance companies. Tell them like kind of the type of car that you think you're going to get and let them tell you like approximately what the payment's going to be. And then you add that into your budget, right? Because you need to factor that in too. So if you only have like $500 a month and your car payment is $475 and you've got to pay for insurance, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, if you live somewhere where your car insurance is $25 a month, you probably don't have the best car insurance (laughs) or you don't have car insurance. So you get what you get where I'm going here, right? Um, so I know that was a ton of tips. Um, I hope I didn't totally overwhelm you guys. But moral of the story, Labor Day, awesome time to buy a car. Um, this is one of the best times. Interest rates are so low. You can really bargain. You can really get a good deal. So know what you can afford before you go in. Play it cool, be calm, cool, collected, um, and pit those dealers against each other. Make them work for your money, all right? So I hope you have an awesome Labor Day, and I hope you have a great barbecue, great time with your family, and that you have some real time to just relax and recharge before we kind of get into, um, you know, the fall season, roll into the holidays. 
As always, you can feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money.